simply recording. We'll do that in a second. And it is Car Con Carne, the world's only food podcast recorded in a car. That car is my Mazda 3. And I'm sitting at the corner of Logan and Milwaukee, sitting alongside Dennis Buckley, frontman, leader of 88 Fingers Louie. And before I got here, I, I was listening on my phone to Google Play Music. I listened to all my streaming music there. And I was listening to the new 88 album, Thank You For Being A Friend. And I didn't worry about it. I didn't worry about going over on my data because I have Boost Mobile's unlimited plan, unlimited talk, text, data. I pay next to nothing. Well, technically 50 bucks a month. It is a fantastic service. I use it on my brand new Samsung Galaxy S8 phone, which I got from Boost. And I want to thank Boost Mobile for sponsoring this show. Uh, Dennis Buckley from 88 Fingers Louie, are you ready? I am ready, willing, and able. It's Car Con Carne. Let's eat in the car. It's Car Con Carne. So we're here, and uh, as we're doing this podcast, I'm going to go live on Facebook Live. Now, all these Facebook Live videos, I do this every week with my guests, uh, they're archived. I guess you could go to my Facebook page, uh, but they're archived on YouTube. No one even knows that YouTube page exists, but you can see all these videos, uh, whatever you miss, the in-car performances, the the hilarity, uh, this moment we're about to share with Dennis will be on Facebook Live. All right, so Dennis, we're going to go live here. All right. You feel good? Do, Do you need to brush your hair or anything? Trim the goatee? Uh, hang on, let me get my razor out. No, I'm good. I'm good. All right, here we go. See, I should have angled this up. Because you, you look thinner if you angle up the phone, right? Oh, yeah. Ew, yeah. Ew, look at that turkey mm-hmm. neck. Uh, look at that. That's Dennis from 88 Fingers Louie. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and, uh, we are outside of El Cid, El Cid 2, technically. Yes. Uh, El Cid, if you know Spanish, it is uh, Spanish for the Cid. The Cid. <laughs> Uh, but people love this place in yeah. Logan Square. Love the t- and people love you, Dennis. We walked into El Cid together. They knew you. And you you were no stranger to El Cid. And it's probably been six months since I set foot in there. So how often scary. did you used to go in there? Uh, well, when I lived in Logan Square, I was there probably once every ten days or so. Um, w- once I moved a little further uh, further west, uh, became less frequent, but still semi-regular. It was like Hail the Conquering Hero. Dennis is back. I, I was like the norm from Cheers, except yes. they had no uh, they had no beer to give me. See, I haven't been to El Cid. I think I, the El Cid I remember was El Cid Uno. Yes. Back Uno. in the day. Now, this was back in a very reckless time of my life, let's say <laughs> early 1990s, um, like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. That's yeah. the El Cid I remember. Oh, sure. Um, nothing good happened. No, back back in those hours. This is a much more sophisticated El Cid. It is from what I remember back in the early '90s. Um, and the people who work there are so nice. They were. They're very nice. They're super friendly. Would you yeah. like chips and salsa while yeah. you wait? Yeah. Yes, sure, I would. The answer to that is always yes. And then as we're leaving, they said, "Do you want us to top off your soda?" Top off the soda. Yeah. This is. We are a town. We are a county facing horrific soda taxes, and they just topped us off. Kiss my ass, Rom. Kiss my ass, Rom. You too, Preckwinkle. <laughs> Preckwinkle. That's yeah. right. I said it. That's right. You can all fuck yourselves. <laughs> uh, this podcast is... Clearly we can swear ten- the podcast now. <laughs> not intended for all audiences. <laughs> uh, so, 
I, we should eat our food. Let's talk real quick. Then okay. we'll show off our food. Okay. Because um, there's nothing as bad as it is to eat while on microphone. It is worse doing it on that. Yes. Yes. So we'll save that for the podcast. Um, and the podcast will be available in like two or three weeks. It's a, it's a special time release. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So don't say anything that'll date the podcast. You know, like, hey, today's solar eclipse. Don't say that. <laughs> JFK, what a great present uh-huh. we have right now. Uh, so let's talk about thank you for being a friend. 88 Fingers Louie is back. Now, what's interesting, when I've played new stuff on my radio show, Demo 312, 101 WKQX, when I've played stuff, I realize I am very familiar with 88 Fingers Louie. But because it's been 19 freaking years, <laughs> yep. for a lot of the people listening, you may as well be a new band. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 been interesting. The certainly we have our 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 our, our fair section of people that have followed us over the years, but mm-hmm. then there's been people. Let's let's face it, because of the good graces of the fine boys in Rise Against, they did a little bit of homework and they realized, oh, that's right. what Joe did before uh, uh-huh. before things got really good. <laughs> this is when Joe was just settling. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, let the record show. Joe has had pizza in this car as well. Of course he has. Of course he has. Joe pizza? Yeah, of course he has. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did that out in the burbs. So, <laughs> last time you were in this car, I think you were dangerously close to pulling the trigger on this album. Yes. We had uh, discussed and possibly even demoed a new song or two, um, but we were very in the very nervous, do we... Do we really go for this or do we just keep playing the uh the hits as it were do the nostalgia thing basically yeah. be the psychedelic first yeah exactly uh-huh. <laughs> exactly but punk rock right right the punk rock psychedelic first that 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 would be a great see the thing have. is you invested so much time creativity and energy into this band it seemed inevitable that it would come to this yeah i think i think this time around especially because we did that little mini reunion uh, well, you all had to kind of become adults in the, yeah, yeah, in the middle years. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And in, in, you know, in, in the 2009, what was supposed to be the one 10-year anniversary show that kind of turned into a few other shows, uh, near the end of that, we toyed around with the idea of writing some songs, and all four of us weren't in the same headspace, for lack of a better word. So the the, the, the songwriting there was just like, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's, put this, let's put this aside. So you guys go back in the studio to work on this album. Did you realize right away this is clicking? We're actually going to do this, or did you think, yeah, maybe maybe this was a bad idea? Oh no, this was everything <laughs> from the moment we uh, we started having what we had like songwriter workshops, for lack mm-hmm. of a better word. Instead of instead of getting together at, at the at our rehearsal spot and, and going over old songs, we spent I can't remember what it was, maybe two or three practices. Um, just sitting down, um, kumbaya. Um, mm-hmm. I As punk rock bands do. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't remember what the new term is. You can't call it Indian style anymore. <laughs> is it uh, crisscross? Crisscross applesauce. applesauce. Is... That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> John, John, our drummer, is a uh, school teacher, and he reminded me. That, that is crisscross applesauce. You have to call it crisscross applesauce now. So we all sat down crisscross applesauce style. <laughs> And we listened to some demos that were, some of them were a little older, some mm-hmm. of them were, were um, uh, somewhat more recent, and we kind of cherry-picked the first couple songs based on that. And as soon as we started fleshing those out, I don't think any of us 
looked around and was like, Ooh, I don't know. You just knew it was there. We just, we just knew. And then when we came up with like just brand new, fresh ideas, it was even more exciting because, you know, John, um, who's such an accomplished drummer now, um, you know, he's a music teacher, so he's, you know, time signatures, music theory, everything is coming into play. And the ideas he brought in. Were so that's amazing. why the new album sounds like dream theater. Yes. We, we finally, we finally reached our, our apex of prog rockiness. Uh-huh. Um, so when he came in, he had some great ideas. I actually was able to speak somewhat intelligently when it came to arrangements this time around, which is something that I could not comprehend, uh, 19, 18 years ago. Um, so this it, it very quickly turned into the most collaborative record that we've ever done. And I want to talk about the album, and we're going to save that stuff for the podcast, which, again, com. it'll be available in a couple of weeks. Uh, Mr. Precision yes. in your band, when he messes things up, do you really give him an extra hard time? Like, hey, dude, that wasn't precise. Oh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We, we, we'll, we'll say, do we need to take your handle away? Please? Right. Mr. Fairly Accurate at Times. (laughs) Mr. You Could Do Better. Yeah. (laughs) Mr. Nice Try. Right. (laughs) Better luck next time. Mr. Attaboy. Yeah. It's like like Little League. (laughs) For years, when I had a kid, you could swear that every kid on every Little Little League team's name was Buddy. Sure. Oh, good try, Buddy. Nice swing, Buddy. Good eye, Buddy. Oh, way to run it out, Buddy. (laughs) You really fucked up, Buddy. (laughs) That's right. Uh... You also just got back from a European tour, which we'll talk about on the podcast. But while we were still on Facebook Live outside El Cid Dos, uh, let's show off what we got. All right. You, the regular at El Cid. Now, you went very gringo with your tacos. I did. Let's, I, I let's went gringo honest. last time, too. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm you not do the too, sour cream. I'm not too conservative. I, I do. Uh, I don't like the rice. The rice is not to my satisfaction. I, see, I like the orangish hue of the rice uh so you we got the taco dinners that's a, like you went right for the taco dinner yes. like you didn't even look at the menu you nope. knew nope and you got three steak tacos yes with uh, nothing but cheese and sour cream because i'm a wimp uh so i got the taco dinner uh with two uh pastor tacos and one steak taco i went for the rice uh this is 10 bucks yeah, yeah give or take yeah give or take not a bad deal yeah Tacos, I think, are two and a half bucks a piece. So mm-hmm. you're paying for the beans and rice. And I, I kept it pretty traditional with a little lettuce on top. Well, you know, you're, you're a lot more fancier than I am. All right. So before we sign off Facebook Live and just uh, return to podcast form, hey, Sludge is watching. That's cool. Hey, Sludge. Hey, Sludge. Uh, Stavros from the Atlas Moth is also watching. Oh, uh, Stavros. Oh, oh, come on. Oh, Bill's watching, too. Hi, Bill. Hi. See, that? that's the neat thing. Yeah. Uh, Stavros just recorded with me. A week or so ago. How many bleeps did you have to take out? He's a vulgar again, man. Again, again, it's vulgar. a podcast. Uh, lots of wrestling talk, lots of comic book talk. Did he talk Greek because he's such a yes, Greek he, god? He called me Malaka. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I've been hearing that since grade school. <laughs> don't know what it means. It's not a nice word. No, I got that. <laughs> uh, so this will be uh, on Carney.com. Uh While you are here on camera, while people are watching you, um, the new album is available everywhere. Everywhere. Stream it. Uh, again, we're going to talk about it in the podcast. Uh, as far as live music goes, since you're watching this on video, you'll be at Metro this weekend. Metro this this weekend? Is it Saturday? It is Saturday. Jeez, yeah. time flies. Saturday, August 26th at the... This is the record release, record release record show. Release this show. is it. This is the thing. This is the party for... Uh, thank you for being a friend. We're playing a uh, all-ages show at the Metro uh, with our good friends, the Lillingtons, uh, Abel Baker Fox, 
and Evil Engine. It's going to be one hell of a party. Uh, show starts at 7. Uh, you should all go. Awesome. All, all right, that's Dennis from 88 Fingers Louie. He's going to eat tacos in my damn car. I'm going to spit all over. Yeah, you are. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks for watching Facebook Live. Support this man. Support this man. Put tacos on his plate. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> You're so fun. <laughs> there we go. Look at us. Boom. I think that'll go. Okay, uh, so I guess... Here we are back in the podcast. Yeah, we are. Yeah, that was, We're that, here. That was fun. I, lo- I do like, I know that was your first Facebook Live experience. I do like how you can see who's watching. Yeah. And I think when you acknowledge that they're watching, it's you know it's kind of a fun oh, sure. give and take. Like, oh, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> Did you know the guy whose name you said? Yeah, Bill. Bill uh, Bill does Jaded in Chicago, who Okay. been very nice to us for a long time. All right, grab a fork. We're about to dig into yeah. El Cid. Again, yeah, sir. Spanish for El Cid, or The Cid. The Cid. I'm going red. Uh, they had, like, pico de gallo when they put out the uh, tortillas for I us. Did. Damn, that was good. It was very good. Really sweet. Like I, you. Oh, thanks. It had a little kick to it, just like you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's talk a little bit, and I, I know it's hard to talk and eat tacos at the same time, but... We can do it. Uh, you just came back from the European tour, and I was kind of having fun vicariously watching and following you on social media Mm -hmm. where you ended up what you were doing now this is a situation it's been so long since you've been a touring band in any way shape or form you're out there in europe for a couple weeks what did that feel like uh it felt amazing it felt like in some ways it felt like we hadn't we had just gotten we that maybe a week had passed since the last time we were in europe um but for the most part um i mean and, and that quickly that quickly evaporated um <laughs> because you realize the, the biggest thing is technology mm-hmm. you know you were scrambling to find uh a phone card because no none of us were prepared at either oh, airport right. either o'hare or heathrow to get a phone card you were hoping that you could find one cheap enough at uh at a local you know convenience store um wouldn't have even occurred to me yeah yeah and 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 i i think guy when i was in Europe, last in '99, <laughs> uh, my son was four, and of course, you know, no concept of the time change. You, mm-hmm. you, you very quickly forget that you're in the UK, that you're six hours ahead. Right. Most everywhere else, you're seven. Um, so so trying to do the <laughs> trying to do the math twenty year, twenty near twenty years ago <laughs> to figure out when a good time is to uh, run get that phone card and then hope that your ex wife's going to let you talk to your son. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that was that was fun. The exact opposite happened now. You know, you you have a uh, phone plan that allows you, you know, X amount of time for long distance. Mm-hmm. And uh, you tell your son, if you want to still have a roof over your head, you make sure you answer that damn phone when I say I'm going to call. <laughs> or well, at least text when I text you back. So I, I guess the question about the European tour I can extend to the world. Mm-hmm. What's the reception been like? Getting back on stage, playing these new songs, has it been? I, I, I it's a leading question because I, yeah. I believe the answer is awesome and rewarding. But I'll let you say it. Awesome and rewarding. No. Knew it. Called it. <laughs> it's been. I was. I was nervous. I can only speak for myself. Um, and this is the same, really, the same feeling that we had when we started just playing outside of Chicago again for the first time in forever. Is are people going to remember us? Mm-hmm. And if they do remember us, are they still going to come out? 
and support us like they did 20 years ago. We 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 were very fortunate that you know in Europe, um, most of the places that we played 20 years ago and now um, people came out in droves. You know, I would love to say every show was a sellout. I would love to say every show was was packed. You know, from the door to the stage. But you know, there was a couple of. And they don't have to be. No, they don't. A, a perfect example is when we played Austria. We played, I think, to the bands that supported the, the band. I should say that they'd open up for us, and maybe a few of the uh, a few of the um, uh, people that work there. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It was fine. They 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 kind of knew. Um, there was a week's worth of shows um, surrounding uh, this UK festival rebellion, and you had this influx of uh, of a ton of American punk bands. And shows in Europe aren't, you know, we take we kind of take for granted how somewhat economical shows are here in the states. Oh, is it much worse? Than, like, yeah. yeah, you're looking at if I could if I could uh, quantify it, I would say you're spending probably thirty, sometimes thirty to forty. Equivalent of 34 mm. U.S. dollars to see bands over there, unless they're doing it completely DIY, and then you know, um, it's a lot to ask. It's 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 a lot to ask. Yeah. Um, so that being said, you know, people had decisions to make, and and, and mm-hmm. we totally got that. But we didn't let it stop us. We, you know, we we are very um, kind of pride ourselves into in, in the fact that we'll play. If we play to thirty people, we're going to pretend like we're playing to three hundred people. It doesn't. Which, that that's the bottom line. Every yeah. band should be doing that. Yeah. I mean, if there's an indie band listening Chicago or elsewhere. That's the bottom line. Absolutely. Play to win every show, no matter who's there. Because if you are up there, and believe me, this wasn't always the case for us. I would, mm-hmm. I'd have a sour look on my face if I didn't see <laughs> minimum of you know, fifty people or whatever. But nothing is going to sour somebody on your band. If you look up, if you look right. miserable up there, because you have to assume every time you're playing, it's someone's first time seeing and/or hearing you. Yep, absolutely. That was the case with the. I, I would say probably almost every show mm-hmm. that we played. At least we had we had at least somebody come up to us and say, "You know what? I I, I knew the band name." These are the, and these are people that were probably going to shows as long as we have. Right. But for whatever reason, you know, we kind of flew under or over the radar. Yeah, life gets in the, the way. Years. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So to to hear from somebody that says, "You know what?" I've been a you know bad religion fan all my life. I've been a face to face fan for you know for years. I just never uh, listened to you guys until so you know recently with like this new album. It was an introduction to a lot of people like we were talking about. And um, I, I I love that we're we're being introduced to old fan, old music fans as well as you know as brand new ones too. Yeah, that's the coolest. Yeah. So all right, let's talk a little bit about the new album. All right. You know, you talked about, you know, maybe back in the day playing with a frown on your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you may have developed a reputation as being kind of a crank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you, you've put it out there. You're in a different headspace now. Yeah, I am. Um, but it, it's interesting. There are a couple songs on the album that deal with looking back. Mm-hmm. Um, relationship songs. Turn to Grey is a relationship song. Yeah. Uh, our Tired Vice is one of my favorite songs on the album. Is also a relationship song, mm-hmm. and then I mean I guess the most blatant you know, looking back advice column. Mm-hmm. So tell me, was there a purging of thoughts and ideas? Oh yeah, in writing these lyrics, absolutely. With advice column, it was more advanced. If I remember correctly, 
and I should because it's only been six or seven months. <laughs> uh, it sucks getting old. How about it? Uh, Amen. <laughs> uh, Advice column was one of the first set of lyrics I wrote, and it was kind of like it was kind of written from a, a bit of a nervous perspective. Like, hey, we're a band that did our thing over a you know, decade and a half ago. Near, it's like near a mea culpa. Years. Like, yeah, like, hey. Um, it was almost like, are we doing the right thing? And then as I started writing, the, continuing writing the song, it was like, no, you, we, I need to get my confidence back. I need to, mm-hmm. we need to show that we don't have to necessarily rest on our laurels. We can, we can move ahead, keep an eye, you know, in the, on the, you know, in the rearview mirror. But mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, just keep going ahead and, and um, adapt. You know, we 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 knew writing this record that. We, I, personally, when we wrote this record, I didn't want this just sound like a carbon copy of the old '88 stuff. I knew that we had to. It couldn't. It couldn't. Right. I mean, I mean if, if if we really put that much effort into writing "Back on the Streets" Part Two, mm-hmm. then we'd be doing ourselves and everybody that listened to us a disservice. So it was important for us to. And your, and your moment, your your moment of return would have come and gone. Yeah. Quickly. Exactly. Exactly. So, advice column was us saying. To ourselves and to you know to others out there, maybe to our to our peers and anybody that's that that's uh, thinking about getting back into music after a significant period of time. It's like, yeah, don't don't forget your past, but you know don't be um, don't be glued to it either. You know, we see this time and again in music, local music, but certainly on a larger level. Mm-hmm. Sometimes bands need to go away to be appreciated. Yeah, I I, I think I can agree with you there. There were. There are bands, you know, and I, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. And if I could, I wouldn't say it because that's right. disrespectful. But there are bands out there that, yeah, they do kind of outlast. They kind of build momentum mm-hmm. after they break up, yep, part ways, go on hiatus. So when they do kind of line it all back up again, people are ready. Yeah. Look at Jawbreaker. How about it? I mean, nobody, you know, for for years they were like, okay, these guys are taking pictures together. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're in a rehearsal spot together. They're doing a documentary at some point. Of course, they're going to get back together. Nobody said shit. That, that was one of the '90s great misses. Yeah. All right. See, now you've had a couple tacos. You feeling good? I'm feeling very good. Thank These you. These tacos are really. Every time I record a podcast and we're eating tacos, I always finish wanting more tacos. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I true. got, I got three. I got beans and rice, but I want more. The problem is. For me, at least, if I'm finishing my three and I think I want one more, I'll tell myself, "Oh no, I could probably have another three. and I'll get halfway through that fourth taco and realize, "Oh, I've made a terrible mistake." Uh huh. <laughs> so I'm not proud of this. My whole body is aching right now. Um, I took a motorcycle riding course, the uh, I, yeah riding academy at Harley Davidson. I was on a bike. I mean, this is an intense course. It's two nights of classroom and then two full days. On a bike. Mm. But, you know, for someone who's never been on a motorcycle before, my hands were in positions that, like my left hand covering that clutch all weekend. And then my right hand just, or my right arm was just angled in a way it normally isn't. I woke up at 2 o'clock this morning with shooting, radiating pain in both arms. Just because, well, especially like my left hand was kind of tingly off and on through the weekend. Yeah. Because I don't do anything to develop... My hand strength on my non-dominant hand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then just 
I, I'm just I'm just uncomfortable. <laughs> so I took some leave yeah. before coming here. But it's just a weird feeling. It's a weird sensation to have your arms feel kind of sore. And I have a, a new puppy at home, and I can't lift her up right now. Aww. Sorry, Daddy, Daddy can't pick you up right now because <laughs> Daddy's having trouble lifting up this soda. <laughs> I got to... Uh... I'm so out of shape. Is I, I guess the moral here, tennis. Hey, I'm 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 right there with you. But speaking of motorcycles, I don't know shit about them. I rode a moped once when I was like 12. But uh, our guitar player Dan is a uh, avid motorcyclist. Is he able to stop precisely? I've not seen him. Can you take he, a sharp turn? He with can take precision? a sharp turn. He he is very preci- precise about his turns. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's been he's been. I, I I gotta say at least a good decade he's been doing it. But I don't know. if... I gotta believe he went through some sort of training. Yeah, I, I gotta say, just to get your permit and license from mm-hmm. Illinois, Illinois makes it really hard to get a license. Yeah, well, so, but, you know, just just a car driver alone. Yeah, mm. for real. But yeah, it was it was super fun. Good. I'd never been on a bike in my life. <laughs> now, do you own one now? Did you? Buy I one? don't. I'm, I'm I'm heading in that direction. Okay. Um, Wife's but, okay with that. Define okay. <laughs> when you when you say okay, do you mean a, a, a check, a sign off? Yeah, I got that. Uh, all right. So, getting back to your band, uh, the new album is out. I have to say, I, I know reviews are, are things that bands try to distance themselves from. The reception's been tremendous. Yeah, thank, 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 thankfully it has because I would have uh, I would have been very depressed if if it went south. No, I mean. You create an album for yourself, guys in the band. You're happy with the results. People are responding to it. What a great year! It's been an amazing year. I'm, I'm. Everybody says this, but we really, I do really feel like we're a blessed band. We're, we're, for for being away for this long and and coming back and having people be just as excited as they were 20 years ago. It's it 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 we. It does make it feel like we've we've done the right thing by getting back together. And every, you know, as a music fan, as a fan of entertainment, I think we all love to see someone get a second act. Mm-hmm. I know I do. Yeah, it, it's really thrilling. It's like okay, yeah, they've returned. Yeah, there's still there's still some gas in the can. Right, exactly. Everything feels right. Yeah, uh, the album is awesome. Thank you. Uh, I'm really, I, I was thrilled when I first heard it. And uh, it just—it's been so much fun to watch this, watch you go on this new ride. You were one of the first people outside of the band and loved ones to hear the to hear the album. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. And, yeah. Uh, I loved it from from the get go. So thank you, Dennis. And then, uh, the, uh, do you have any shows after the Metro show? Yeah, we got. Um, well, that'll be the last local show possibly for the year, unless we figure out something at the tail end of twenty seventeen. But then we. Have uh, September off. October we go up to Canada and play a few dates uh, in Eastern Canada. Although some people say it's Central Canada, I think those people are dumb. <laughs> it's Eastern Canada because it's east of Chicago. Yeah, that's how I divide uh-huh. my uh, directions. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, that's at the start of uh, October, and then at the end of October we go down and we play the Fest in Gainesville uh, with a crazy amount of awesome bands and. This is a, it's like the cradle of pop punk, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and this is a festa that I've heard. I, th- I think this is their sixteenth, seventeenth year. They've been doing this for a, a, a number of years, and um, never. We've tried to make it work in, in years past, and couldn't uh, couldn't line up scheduling. Um, That'll be a great one for you. We will. We're playing with Pegboy. 
Oh, God. Peg Boy's first trip to Florida in probably 20 years, maybe even longer. Um, we're playing with the Lillingtons, who we're also playing in mm-hmm. Chicago with. Um, bunch of bands I'm sure I'm forgetting now, but but just just the idea. I, 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 I talked to a few of the Peg Boy guys semi-regularly, and uh, the idea that Chicago is invading Florida I love is, it. is pretty awesome. And yeah. You just reminded me I, I really should have Larry and John in the car. You really should. You, and thank God that uh, you you allow swearing now, James, because <laughs> those Southsiders. Uh, you know, I used to have them on the radio a lot back in the day, and they're always very restrained. Really? Yeah. Well, John was always very low key. John still is low key. Uh-huh. Larry, uh, I love you, Larry. Uh, Larry's a loudmouth. <laughs> it, maybe it is a Southside thing. Yeah, I'm I, from and Riverside. I, and I say that as I'm wearing a White Sox T-shirt. <laughs> well, I, uh, I've. Uh, been reacclimated to the south side now i'm uh i'm uh back with a uh my love of my life to not to get super sappy but uh we dated 15 years ago we got back together and Good for she, you. she's in uh she's in brookfield where okay. where i spent a little bit of uh the 2000s in and uh it's 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 interesting being a north you know growing up on the north side yeah uh that that switch to Switch to the south side. Uh, every once in a while, you kind of not, there's no like pings of guilt or anything like that, but it's just like, oh, this is how the south side acts. Okay, uh-huh. I get it. I get I it. I gotta say, a lot less bullshit. True, they don't. Southsiders don't fuck around. Yeah, they don't, they don't suffer fools. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dennis, you're amazing. Now, before I let you go, I do have to read uh, the social media message of the week brought to you by Boost Mobile. Uh, you know, I had. Uh, an awesome local industrial band called Worm uh, in the car, and we did a podcast with them. Uh, let's see, Laura commented, waiting for that acoustic album, Reedy. Uh, so they played an acoustic song. This is an industrial band. They went acoustic. Uh, Mike, the lead singer, had a guitar. Karen, the bass guitarist, played a bass ukulele in the car. So, yeah, they, that'd be an interesting progression for the industrial band to go all acoustic. And, uh, you know, we talked about motorcycles tonight. Uh, Kevin wrote, when does Cycle Con Carne start, JBO? Logistically too difficult. I mean, Dennis, you're looking at the car. I've got microphones plate. You can't you can't do what I'm doing here. James, James. Sidecar. <laughs> you you get a motorcycle Dude, there's with a some sidecar. expense tied to that. I'm trying uh, I'm trying to reduce expenses. Well, I'm saying when uh when the car based podcast uh blows up. Is that is that one other guy? You still don't doing say this? blows up in the, in the same sentence as car. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Uh, when you hit pay dirt, yes, the money will start flooding in. You can have someone ride bitch because I believe they still call it riding bitch. They do call it riding bitch. Okay. I would happily. It's the ride last bitch. politically incorrect thing that's allowed to be said. James, let me be your bitch. Yes, <laughs> yes. Dreams do come true. <laughs> have somebody ride bitch in a in a in in the, in the motorcycle. Uh, you clearly would not be able to, uh, just like driving and eating, you couldn't. Right. You couldn't. Yeah, maybe I could do like either. a Bluetooth helmet mic. Yeah, and have that. But here, okay, here's the problem. I, I don't, I don't mean to, to poke holes in the idea, and I, I certainly appreciate that Kevin suggested it. Um, but one of the beautiful things about recording in a car is the relative soundproofing. Sure. Way too much ambient stuff going on if you're doing it on a bike. And I wouldn't be able to do in-car performances. True. Yeah. yeah. And imagine if you're doing this in a bike on the south side of Chicago. Yeah, no. Yeah, we're going to park the bike in front of Lem's Barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jagoff, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's not going to work. But uh, thank you for the suggestion. And if you have thoughts on this podcast episode, anything, uh, direct them to the Facebook, Carcon Carne. The website's carconcarne.com. We're also on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And uh, before I leave, it, it goes without saying, support 88 Fingers Louie. They've been doing this long enough. They got it all figured out. The new album kicks ass. Dennis, you're a mensch. That's a, that's a compliment. Oh, it's a good thing. It's, yes. better, it's better than Malacca. I was just going to say, <laughs> I don't give a shit what that Greek bastard says. You're not a Malacca. Thank you're you. the exact opposite of a Malacca. <laughs>